Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, email us at rdgable, r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find our full show archive. The archive now powered by Captivate. You can find our top news stories. You can find our montages and more. Remember, it's $40 for a one-year subscription to the archive, the montages, my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books physically autographed, sent out, free shipping in the U.S. That helps to support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it helps to support you as well. So you can continue to help supporting us, and we can continue to help support you. And it's a beautiful symbiotic relationship that we share. And whether you subscribe to the show or you buy a book or you contact us via email and you share your experiences and your ideas with us, it helps to not only support, but it helps to grow the secret teachings and helps us to continue to do what we do five nights a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday here on the Fringe FM as we have done this radio show for now over a decade, five years, six years professionally. And in the last couple of years, we have really become, I believe, something very special in the context with how, generally speaking, most radio shows have an angle. They have a bias. There's a line that they won't cross. It could be political correctness. It could be religion. It could be something else related to politics along party lines. It could be the subject of extraterrestrials. It could be the subject of the Jewish Holocaust. We don't put arbitrary lines on what we do here on this show. And Tonight, I want to share with you, it's a very special broadcast, Friday night here, the 12th of February, 2021. The show is going to be the two hours, but you're going to hear this first hour twice. And the reason for that is I had had a very special, very, very special show planned with my good friend and co-host Mike D and my good friend and co-host Jack And both of them I had to unfortunately cancel on them. We were going to do a three-hour broadcast, and uh, that's now been reduced to essentially an hour. And I want to get to this content immediately, but I've had to reduce the show tonight because I took uh, Hope to the airport. Uh, uh, She's been on the show before, if you remember Hope, from some of the food shows we've done. Uh, My partner, Hope. Uh, took her to the airport and uh, came back from the airport in Buffalo. So it's about an hour drive from Rochester, New York. And um, she was, you know, I, I, I can't say a lot for, for legal reasons, but she was very fired up as I was. And I had given her the executive order from the White House for mask 
wearing. I gave her, and we had looked at the CDC order that came out a few days ago, even though the CDC doesn't have a right to order anything. We looked at the FAA, even the FAA's policy on mask wearing, and the airline that she was flying. We looked at their policy, and we determined, based on the information, that you are exempt from wearing a mask, period, on the plane, if you have a medical condition and if the mandate, whether executive, federal, or it's state, or it's a company policy, is in violation of the law. And in fact, most, almost all of the ones I've seen that have been written, especially the major ones like the executive order from the White House, are in violation of the law, and they know they're in violation of the law, so they say this order shall be implemented in accordance with applicable laws. So when you look at all the details of it, you know, a lot of people might say, well, it doesn't really matter. Who really cares? It's just a mask. Wear it. Well, you do remember when they said it was only two weeks, right? Just two weeks quarantine, you'll be fine. I remember reading that on my phone, sitting on my futon when I lived in the city before I moved out because of all the Marxist riots. And now, uh, about a year or something later, I'm living out in the country because it's safer and it's cheaper. And I'm sitting here while I literally watch people turn into zombies. And what was a two-week quarantine turned into permanent lockdown and the destruction of virtually all small businesses, the, the excessive growth of giant monopolistic uh, companies and corporations, the unprecedented power grab of federal and state uh, governments, particularly state governments and governors, and uh, to the point where we are now at a crossroads between people recognizing overall that they've been duped and deciding whether they want to continue with the duping or if they'd like to resist the duping. And what was two weeks has now turned into you will not only wear a mask, you will wear two masks. The Centers for Disease Control has now told us that you will wear two masks. And they say the science just, it sounds great. It makes it better to wear two masks. They don't tell you that the only reason wearing two masks, the only reason it works is because it's restricting oxygen. So yeah, there's going to be less particulate in the air as a result of that. They refuse or neglect to tell you that Sure, your sneeze can travel 26 feet, but they don't tell you that they don't isolate. They haven't isolated. They never have isolated any virus in your saliva, in your snot. So, yeah, it travels, but that doesn't mean that the virus travels. And so this is where a lot of confusion comes into play, and people say, well, why does it matter? Well, it matters because two weeks turned into a year, and one mask turned into two masks. And at some point, you need to be honest with yourself, and people need to be honest with themselves. But this has nothing to do with masks, and it has nothing to do with social distancing, and it has nothing to do with quarantines and lockdowns. It has nothing to do with politics in the sense that you think it might. This has everything to do with the control of the human being. It has everything to do with the eradication of the human element in production and labor. 
It has everything to do with the destruction of any form of freedom wherever it may exist in any form it may exist. I know it's hard to comprehend that because local police and local small businesses and even big businesses, you know, they're comprised of people that just want to do the right thing and people that want to listen to the authorities because they've got too much to do. They've got too much on their plate with family and friends and being worried about getting sick and maybe they already have health problems and it's just too much to deal with. So, of course, we don't have, we don't have the, the time or the energy to deal with this kind of stuff. So we'll let the experts take, take control for us. And we don't recognize that, uh, well, there are other experts. You know, there are other experts. There are dozens, hundreds, thousands of doctors and scientists and lab technicians and nurses and so many others that, well, they're just as professional as anyone else, but they're not allowed to speak because tech companies censor what they say. You can't even get a second opinion on COVID-19. If you got cancer, you get a second opinion on that. You know, if you need surgery, you get a second, a third, hell, get a fourth opinion on it. You got COVID, you're not allowed to have any opinion on it, except the opinion that you're given. And if you have any other opinion, you are associated with terrorism. You are associated with Donald Trump, which is bizarre, as if that is somehow illegal, as if that's somehow Hitler-esque. But yet the same people that associate you with Hitler or Nazis or white supremacists are proud. Communists or Marxists, they're proud fascists. They just don't call themselves that because they're using certain words and don't understand what words mean. And words are very, very important. You know, neuro-linguistic pro- programming is a very, very uh, important component to learn about if you are interested in how companies, how businesses, uh, customer service representatives and others are trained to deal with the public how they're trained to say, oh, I understand, sir. I understand, ma'am. Let's see what we can do about that. We'll, we'll be able to help you out, but they don't actually help you, and they don't actually understand. And maybe they do as a person, but as an agent of that system, they do not understand. They can't understand, but it's not in their programming. And so when you look at why it matters, it matters because everything that we've seen happen, the successive buildup of it, will only continue to build up. And the only people that can deny that are people that deny reality. And the only people that can make that political are those people that make everything political. Those of us who are able to step back and see things for what they really are, i.e., that this has nothing to do with disease, it has nothing to do with keeping you safe or keeping you protected or secure or protecting the elderly or anything like that. What it has to do with is control. It's classic authoritarianism. It's classic tyranny. And the average person marches along because they're afraid of what their friends or their family or anybody else is going to think. That's what the reality of the situation is that we're dealing with. So I took Hope to the airport tonight, and she had all of the paperwork, every single thing she needed. And she got through Transportation Security Administration easy enough. And she gets to her gate. And I can't say much more for legal reasons because of the situation. But I can tell you that simply for inquiring and telling the airline that she was exempt from wearing a mask and she provided the information, she was not allowed on the plane. 
And despite the fact that she inquired as per what the reason was, even after she said, I will wear a mask to board the plane, they told her, no, you're not allowed to fly on the plane. I'm keeping things pretty vague, again, for legal reasons, but I had to go back to the airport and pick her up. Happy to do it, of course, but I go back to the airport to pick her up, and she was so proud of herself, and I was incredibly proud of her, and she shows me some of these these pictures from around the airport, I, I thought it would be, you know, very Orwellian, very, um, very 1984, you know, very uh, dystopian. Uh, and, and beyond the dystopian uh, nature of it, there was a sign that she took a picture of. We're here in New York State. And it says, COVID-19 travel advisory. And just listen to this. In response to increased rates of COVID-19 transmission in certain states within the United States, And to protect New York's successful containment of COVID-19, the state has joined with New Jersey and Connecticut in jointly issuing a travel advisory, da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, if you missed it, let me rewind. It says, to protect New York's successful containment of COVID-19. Okay, if it's a successful containment of COVID-19, how is it that COVID-19 is skyrocketing in places like New York and California and states that have well, the strictest regulations in states where the governor is now under potential investigation for murdering, literally murdering the elderly by sending them to uh, care facilities, knowing that they were put in danger. How is it that New York State has a successful campaign to defeat COVID if it has one of the highest COVID rates in the country? How is that possible? How is it possible that states like South Dakota or states like Florida that have virtually no restrictions whatsoever have some of the best employment numbers they've ever seen and people aren't sick. And you would imagine if it was contagious to the degree that the media told you and that Fauci has terrified you into believing that everybody would be dead. Now, see, this this isn't about politics. This isn't about even science. It's not about medicine. This is about psychology. These are the people that run the world, psychologists, advertisers, marketers, public relations. That's what runs the world. Those are the people that write those signs. Those are the people that put up the propaganda signs on the interstate. Those are the people that come up with those slogans like, one small task, wear a mask. Those are the people that control your mind. They don't have to do it through wires and microchips and transhumanism. They do it through words. They do it through magic. They do it by casting illusions and spells. They do it through terror, and that's the only power that they have is terror. And they project and mirror back on you what they themselves are guilty of, even if they are just following orders. The simple fact that there can be no discernible proof provided that masks provide confirmed, 100% confirmed protection for you or anybody else is clearly a violation of the Geneva Convention because it is forced medical experimentation on people without their consent. If you cannot prove that a vaccination is safe, this is a violation of the Geneva Convention. Pure, plain, and simple. There's no debate. There's no argument to the contrary. That's just the bottom line. And people can tell you like they tell me, you made that up. You fabricated that. You don't know what you're talking about. You're delusional. You're insane. You have no idea. You just don't get it, Ryan. This is the real world. People are dying. People are sick. Well, you know something? If I go to Merck's website, you know Merck, the company that Merck's people, uh, they actually have on their website that they've discontinued 
the COVID-19 vaccine because it's dangerous. They discontinued it not only because it's dangerous, but because they said it would actually be safer to get sick and recover, you know, because the recovery rate, according to the Centers for Disease Control, is over 99%. And the few people that fall into the small percentage of not recovering, and those people that are dying, are dying of heart disease, which for the first time in U.S. history, according to the data, has plummeted to virtually nothing. And the same for flu. Now, you all know that. Did you know that the 95% effectiveness rate that they're touting for all the vaccines, it's actually based on one study. It's based on the Pfizer-BioNTech study and their phase three trial. Do you know what Pfizer did? Well, hell, they published it on their website. Pfizer said, we only gave the vaccine to eight people and it was successful. They never defined what successful meant. They never defined who the eight people were. They never told you if those eight people survived, if they died, or if they grew tentacles out of their ass. They never explained any of that. They never defined anything. All they said was it was 95% effective. Public relations, PR, psychological manipulation, and terror, and trauma. That's all it is. That's the only power these people have. That's the only power they've ever had, and that's the only power they ever will have. Now, the question then is, if that's the case, how come we as individuals can't exercise our power? How come Hope tonight could not get on that airplane? How, how is it that I've been, personally, I've had the police called on me at, at businesses? How is it that you still lose even though you win? And I was talking to Hope on the way back from Buffalo tonight about this. And I said, it's not about getting on the plane. It's not about getting to shop at that store. There are a lot of things it's about. One, it's about informing other people. I don't care if the person you're talking to acknowledges to you, hey, this is something that I'm doing to preserve my job. I don't agree with it. That's their own moral issue to deal with. That's their own thing that they can suffer with subconsciously. You know you're doing what's right, especially when your opposition acknowledges you're right, I'm wrong, but I need a paycheck to pay my rent, first of all. Second of all, the battle is not won in every single case, the war is not run, won, rather, in every single case by winning every single battle. You want to use an American revolutionary example. George Washington lost virtually every battle he fought in. It was only through perseverance and determination and will and a little bit of luck and the help of the French, if we're being honest, that George Washington prevailed. Maybe you don't like uh, you know, American history. Fine. You don't have to think about American history. Maybe you think it's you know whatever. But I want, I want to present something to you tonight that I think is, is interesting. And you might be hearing this replayed from earlier. You might be hearing this for the first time. But the show tonight will only be uh, this, this first hour. We'll talk more about this next week. But, but I want to talk to you about something that I, I consider what I call cultural BDSM. Tonight is the second part of cultural BDSM. I did another show a couple months ago. One of the most successful shows I've done. The subtitle of tonight's show, Erotic Asphyxia, or as uh, Erotic Asphyxiation. What I want to share with you is that in the last year, people have been muzzled, they've been gagged, they've been suffocated, they've been bound, they've been isolated, they've been dominated, and they've been made submissive through torturous means and through threats and intimidation. Mask wearing, lockdowns, quarantine, and terror have been used to create a culture of BDSM. Now, this isn't a shot at the BDSM community or people that like being tied up. It's simply an analogy. New virus testing from China literally 
literally includes the insertion of a Q-tip into your rectum. For sample, it literally forces you to bend over and take it up the ass, to bend over and take it from behind while you're being suffocated from the front. It literally forces you to be double-teamed by tyrants and authoritarians who are just doing their best to keep you safe and to make a paycheck because they're just following orders, right? They're just following orders. Now, whereas the masochist, or what I call the mask-a-kist, derives pleasure from personal pain and humiliation, and don't, don't ever doubt that there aren't people that truly derive pleasure from the pain and humiliation that they go through wearing a mask, not being able to breathe, having glasses fogged up, etc., etc., etc. There are people that, oh my God, they love it. They get an erection, they get off on it, they orgasm on it, because they're doing what's best for you. They care about you. They're hurting themselves to because they're concerned with you. You might think I'm being demeaning, but we're at a point now where we're in, it's over, the niceties are over. And they should have been over a long, long, long time ago. You, if you know anything about history, you know that this doesn't turn out well. But you also know that the best thing that you can do is beyond living a, a good life and disconnecting from the system as much as possible, the best thing you can do is understanding your right as a human to exist and be free and sovereign. And they'll call that terrorism. They'll call that threatening. It's not any of those things. It's a divine, just right from the moment you were born. That's natural common law. It doesn't have to be given to you by a government. And it sure as hell can't be taken away by a government or from some sniveling weasel at a grocery store or some guy behind a checkout counter somewhere or somebody working for an airline or some security guard who's been hired to coerce you into wearing a mask or threatening to arrest you under some arbitrary or non-existent law for not participating in and their draconian, authoritarian, totalitarian, jackbooted Gestapo tactics. It sure as hell doesn't give them the right or the authority to take that away. The reality is, will they still do it? Yeah, they'll still do it. The reality is there's international law. The hell, there's laws against murder. You can't murder somebody, but people do it every single day. And people get off on hurting themselves. And projecting the virtue that they care about you, that they care about the community, right? They care so much. So whereas some people are masochists, other people are sadists. And I think a lot more people are sadists. They get off knowing that you're hurting. They get off knowing that you are being inconvenienced. They get off knowing that you are suffering. And so masks have essentially become a symbol of compliance. But beyond that, they're a symbol of general humiliation, and they're very similar to what is known as a shame mask. You can look these up. They're like uh, pigs or cows or, you know, different animals. And they would be worn by people who violated social standards, whatever the social standard was. You had bad business practices. You cheated on your husband or wife. You'd wear this shame mask, and it would gag you so you couldn't speak, or it would put little sharp things in your mouth so it would puncture the roof of your mouth if you did speak. And it was meant to humiliate you if you violated the social standard. Now, in our current state, the idea is that humans are dirty and dangerous. That humans, therefore, should be sterilized and muzzled. And if you talk about some kind of, you know, globalist, New World Order, Chinese invasion of America, or some global government, 
it's not going to come about the way that you think it is. It comes about through federal mandates that prevent you from entering federal buildings unless you do what they say, where they take control of transportation, where they take control of infrastructure and communications so that you can't do anything unless you abide by what they dictate to you to do. And although the rule of law may still stand to protect you, there are very few people who will stand for the rule of law. This is cultural BDSM, and a lot of people, they get off on it. Make no mistake about that. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this right here on The Fringe. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing, The Secret Teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind. With a one-year subscription to the show, access to all of the montages, all of my digital books and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the United States and autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support the Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. And you're tuned in to The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. Now tonight you may be wondering why the show's cut a little bit short. It is still two hours. You're just either catching us the second hour repeat or the first hour. I had to drive to Buffalo, New York twice tonight because my partner Hope was basically removed from a flight. She didn't get on the flight, but she wasn't allowed on the flight. 
because she was unable to wear a mask due to a medical condition. And I can't say anything else for legal reasons, and I don't mean that hyperbolically, but literally for asking and for stating the the fact that she was unable to wear a mask, they uh, refused to serve her and actively discriminated against her, actively violated the Americans with Disabilities Act, the Civil Rights Act, actively violated, at least I would argue, if I were a lawyer, I'd argue that international law was also violated, um, violated the First Amendment, uh, violated uh, even the executive order from the White House, from that old, decrepit, smiling man, crooked man, conjuring man, Joe Biden, uh, who likes, you know, to uh, finger a minor, (laughs) if you saw that magazine. Uh, They violated a number of federal uh, laws, but they... uh, of course, informed uh, her that it, no, no laws were violated. They were protecting the law. And that's what a, a real criminal, a real tyrant will do. But it's hard to say tyrant or criminal or it's hard to use any of these allegations. I can use them as a radio host, but it's hard to use those kinds of you know terms if you're talking in, in, in legal terminology because you know things could be liable, slander, etc. Uh, on radio, I can do it, and you know we can either be uh, very direct and literal. Uh, I I like to define words so we understand where words are come from, what they mean, and, and that's really what's important when it, when it comes to understanding what's really going on. When it comes to understanding why people who don't really want to do what they're doing, they don't want to play pandemic anymore. They look around and they realize people are not dying, period. The Centers for Disease Control shows you. Johns Hopkins University shows you. Nobody else died in 2020. There's no abnormal death. In fact, for elderly people, the number was about the same or less than any year prior. These aren't theories. They're not conspiracies. I don't even know why why that word's used. The conspiracy or people conspiring to do something harmful. How is CDC data a conspiracy? It's a fact. You know, they're publishing the data. Fine. But they'll tell you something different as to what they publish. So I wanted to read through some things this evening so that you can get an idea of the 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 literal criminality of businesses of public servants of federal agencies of companies that run under federal jurisdiction and and just kind of I want to lay this all out very simply in a very short segment here so that you can share this information you can contact me and I'll send you the information and you can just have it readily available. I've done a number of shows on masks before. People ask me, what is the big deal? Just wear the mask. Now they're telling you to wear two masks. If you didn't catch that yet, the Centers for Disease Control is asking you to wear two masks now. Two masks. February 11th. February 11th, the CDC has recommended double masking to prevent the spread of COVID-19. On the 10th of February, the CDC released research I'm sure it was very good research that found wearing cloth face coverings over surgical masks, as well as tying knots on the ear loops and tucking the sides of disposable masks, offers greater protection against COVID-19 than wearing a fabric covering or a poorly fitted medical mask. Well, we have two problems here. One, two weeks, just two weeks, just two weeks, just a hundred day mask, and that's all I'm asking for. 
100 day maskings, all masking. And that's turned into let's have permanent lockdown, obliterate all small businesses, and you have to have a vaccination card and a microchip to travel. That'll never happen, Ryan. I was told that six months ago. Lo and behold, now you can't go to some countries without a vaccine card, and soon it'll be a microchip or biometrics. That, that'll never happen, though. Don't worry. That'll never happen. They just write about it and tell you what they're going to do. It's just like the Centers for Disease Control. They tell you, look, on the website, 94% of the people that died didn't die of COVID. They died of other conditions that we've now reclassified. The CDC will tell you that nobody else died this year. Johns Hopkins will tell you nobody else died this year in 2020, into 20, 2019, 2020, than died any other year. But don't worry, it's still a pandemic because people get to play pandemic. They, they, get, to, they get to be you know, heroes. They get to wear their masks and their gloves and virtue signal. What they really are, a lot of people, because you know people get off on controlling others. And you, you see those people that get off. I've experienced it you know, a dozen times. They come up to you, they're like, sir, you put a mask on. It's like, first of all, do you work here? Second of all, uh, I don't have to put a mask on. Uh, one, it's a matter of principle. Two, uh, it's illegal to ask me to do that. If you're requesting medical information on why I'm not wearing one, three, get out of my face. You're the one violating the executive order by entering my six feet social distance space. Four, four, you have no clue what you're talking about. And five, you know, one woman admitted to me, she said, I don't care what anybody says. I listen to Fauci. What do you mean you listen to Fauci? The guy that sold the material illegally to the Chinese and, and that was a Newsweek? You listen to that guy? The, 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 the four foot midget hack who was involved in the AIDS epidemic? You listen to that guy? How about you just read what the CDC says? How about you read what the FDA or the USDA or any government agency says? No, we rely on media to tell us. So tonight, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be the media. I'm going to do the job of Brian Steltzer and that piece of shit Don Lemon and all the other hacks and con artists and scammers and former intelligence officials like Anderson Cooper, who worked for the Central Intelligence Agency on record. I'm going to do what all those people who make tens of millions of dollars ripping your mind off every single night. I'm going to do what they won't, what they refuse, or what they neglect to do. I'm going to tell you that there are people that derive pleasure from personal pain and humiliation. They're called masochists. I call them masochists. And you know very well there are people that get pain and pleasure from wearing a mask and from getting a vaccine. They love it. They literally are like orgasming over it. And you know that there are people, maybe more so, maybe more so, that, that they... They, they get pain, the masochists, the, the, the sadists are the ones that get pain from inflicting, uh, pleasure from inflicting pain on themselves. The masochists, they, they get pain from inflicting, or pleasure, excuse me, for inflicting pain on other people. But not only pain, it's not a sexual thing. Masochists get pleasure from humiliating others. You know, humans exist in a very fragile hierarchy. And when you're dealing with people, even if they say they're, you know, they agree with you, but Sorry, sir, we can't really help you. Sorry, man, we can't really help you. Subconsciously somewhere, that animal brain is operating, and they're getting off on it. You can debate me all you want on this, but that's, that's my firm belief. That's why I call it cultural BDSM. You know, people have been gagged and suffocated and bound and isolated and, and, and dominated with mask wearing and lockdowns and quarantines and terror and threats, and they've been raped. 
is what they have been. You continue to be raped. But so let's see what let's see what all the they always tell you the laws. These are what the laws say. And earlier tonight, when uh, Hope was in the airport, you could hear the every ten minutes you could hear the you could hear the Orwellian speaker come on and and you know make sure that you wear the mask. Not wearing a mask, not compliance in violation of federal law, and you could be subject to civil penalties. Okay, show me the law. Can't show you the law, of course. Okay, what's the civil penalty? Well, they can't show you the civil penalty. Are you asking them to present proof of their authority? They don't have any. They can't provide it. They'll just put a gun to your head and tell you, this is what you're going to do. This is my authority. They'll raise up the jackboot real high and ask you kindly, sir, will you please open your mouth and place it on the curb for me? Thank you. Thank you for complying. Authorities don't like to be questioned. So let's break it down. The Centers for Disease Control says now we're two masks. And then, you know, they'll continue the trivial demands. Three masks, four masks. That's already a thing, by the way. I'm going to need the count in here to start counting how many masks people are wearing. One mask, two masks, three masks, four masks, five masks. He's dead. He can't breathe anymore. So much so, you say, well, that's just a myth that you can't breathe in a mask. Really, it's a myth you can't breathe in a mask? Okay, how about this? Business Insider published a story about the Centers for Disease Control. And it says this, February 3rd, 2021. Could have missed it from quite a few days ago. American Airlines and Alaska Airlines issued new policies that allow exemptions for face mask wearing or face uh, facial covering wearing, mask wearing. Well, they issued exemptions. You already were exempt under the law, but they, they're going to they're gonna open their arms up and welcome you back in if you couldn't wear a mask before. There's exemptions, right? So... They tell you what the exemptions, they, they tell you what they are. And they say, you know, you have to do this, get a doctor's note and a negative COVID test. And that's to go maskless. Now, you don't actually have to do any of that stuff legally. But they'll tell you that's what you have to do in order to get on the plane. So, great, fine, okay. Let's say that that's, let's say that that's the case. They also tell you that this policy... And what they're doing with masking uh, on a federal level is only applicable if it is in alignment with federal or state or any applicable law. And according to American and Alaska Airlines, from what I've been reading, if it's in line with OSHA guidelines, you know, like workplace safety, you know, like too much carbon dioxide, you know, being unable to breathe like the fentanyl-ridden, violent criminal who threatened to kill a pregnant woman through breaking and entering and thievery and burglary and fentanyl usage. George Floyd, who was in the vehicle saying, I can't choke, I can't choke, I can't choke, and nobody was touching him. You can watch the video, but who cares what the video shows? Just listen to what Brian Stelzer tells you on CNN because he knows better than you do. You don't have to watch the video. Listen to what CNN tells you when they say it's illegal for you to have Hillary Clinton's emails, but we can have them. Just listen to what they tell you. Don't actually go read what these companies tell you to do, what the government tells you to do, because they're only hoping that you acquiesce to what they tell you to do. They, oh, they don't actually have any real authority. It's the authority that you give them. So let me give you an example of all this. Let me, let me break it down for you here in the bit of time we have in the remainder of tonight's broadcast. 
This show will rebroadcast later, of course, in this hour, in the next hour. And if you're at the end of that last hour, then you find the show later in the archives at thesecretteachings.info. Airlines are asking you to request an exemption if you don't want to or if you can't wear a mask. Some airlines are saying you can request an exemption. Now, the bottom line is you don't have to request an exemption because you can't be forced to wear the mask at all. Can they still deny you service and kick you off the plane or remove you from the plane or prevent you from boarding the plane? Yes, they can. It happened to my partner, Hope, tonight. I had to go back to Buffalo to pick her up because of that. Can they do that? Yeah. Is it legal? No. Can you sue them? Yeah, well, I won't say any more than that. However, you don't have to request anything from them. Because if you request it, you're admitting and acknowledging they have the authority to force you to request it. That they have the authority to force you to do something and to opt you in to something that is a violation of your rights. So, let's say you request an exemption. You're going to request. You acknowledge they have the authority, right? And so, some airlines, they want you... American, United, and others, they want you to provide all this proof and they want medical documentation and all this stuff. And it doesn't really matter if it's protected by HIPAA, health information, privacy, doesn't, none of that matters. But before we can acknowledge or talk about or you know, discuss what matters and what doesn't matter, I think we should look at what they're basing their policies on. Let's look at the basis of these policies. The Centers for Disease Control issued what they consider to be a warning or an order. I have a copy of it because I'm insane and I print things. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Department of Health and Human Services, order under Section 361 of the Public Health Service Act, 42 U.S. Code 264, and 42 Code of Federal Regulations 70.2, 71.31B, and 71.32B. Requirement for persons to wear masks while on conveyances and at transportation hubs. At transportation hubs. While on conveyances. This is what you must do. And they go through the list of things. Now here's what the Centers for Disease Control says. Conveyance operators must use best efforts to ensure that any person on the conveyance wears a mask when boarding, disembarking, and for the duration of travel. Best interests include... Instructing persons that federal law requires wearing a mask on the conveyance and failure to comply constitutes a violation of federal law. That is from the Centers for Disease Control. That is from where many of people, many of the people that are running these companies and many of the big, uh, big, big companies are getting their information from. They're getting it from the Centers for Disease Control. The Centers for Disease Control says you have to do this. Okay, great. That's what the Centers for Disease Control says. We should be able to take them at their word. This is what they tell you to do. You have to believe what they tell you to do because they're the Centers for Disease Control. They know what they're doing. If you flip through the document, it will also tell you on page four that the order exempts the following categories, not just children under the age of two, but a person with a disability who cannot wear a mask. Or cannot safely wear a mask because of the disability as defined by the Americans with Disabilities Act, Section U.S. Code 242, Section 12101. 
It also says a person for whom wearing a mask would create a risk to the workplace health, safety, or job duty as determined by the relevant workplace safety guidelines or federal regulations, i.e. OSHA. So they acknowledge in the CDC wearing a mask is a violation. If you can't breathe in it, it's a violation of OSHA guidelines and standards. It is a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act if they attempt to force you to do something that is a violation of you as a protected class of people who has a medical condition, which can range from everything from anxiety to perceived medical conditions. That's a word in the ADA. Now, this is what the CDC says. This is what they tell you. It's pretty surprising when you read the FAA's policy on mask wearing. They say something a little different. They say that the wearing of the face mask is not a violation of federal law. The CDC says it's a violation of federal law, but the FAA says it's not. The CDC says instructing persons that federal law requires wearing a mask on the conveyance and failure to comply constitutes a violation of federal law. The FAA, on the other hand, says it does not constitute a violation of federal law. So which is it? It violates a federal law or it doesn't violate a federal law? Well, let's see if there's a federal law. Can you show me the federal law? Uh, sir, the, the, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, he has signed an executive order. Really, I've got a copy of it. Executive order on promoting COVID-19 safety in domestic and international travel. Shall we skip ahead to the less boring parts? Let's skip ahead to page number 11. If we're following along in our books, page 11 of the executive order says, This order shall be implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of appropriations. In other words, the executive order that the savior of the United States of America and the puppet of Xi Jinping says it's only applicable if it is in line with other applicable laws. It's only enforceable if it is the way that I read it. It's only enforceable. I'll read it. Let me read it again to you. This order shall be implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of appropriations. The order shall be implemented in con- consistent with applicable law. If it's not consistent with applicable law, then it shall not be implemented. In other words, it's just a loophole. They're telling you there's no authority to do this, and since people don't know their rights, they subject themselves to it, and they acquiesce, and they give in to it. And it becomes... In essence, legal, because you're letting them do it. You're just taking what they're saying, and you're agreeing, and you're saying, sure, I'll do it, doesn't matter. And what happens if you don't? You end up like Hope. They say you can't fly on the plane, despite the fact that she, and I heard the conversation, and don't want to say much more than that, but I heard the conversation, and she was very well-spoken and gave it to them pretty hard, and they virtually admitted that they are discriminating against her. They are not going to tell her the reason they're not letting her fly were wishy-washy with their explanation, couldn't really give her a definition or can't talk to the manager, and just talked to her until the plane left. And then attempted to order you know, a refund, which means that once they issue it and you accept it, then there's no potentiality for any legal stuff to happen afterwards, right? Okay, so here's the bottom line. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty clear-cut. The CDC says it's a violation of federal law if you don't wear the mask. Then they give you various options to opt out of the mask, including 
but not limited to children under the age of two, disabilities under the ADA, and if it violates work, workplace risks, which is covered by OSHA. They based this executive order or this mandate off of the presidential executive order from the 21st of January, which says the order is implemented consistent with applicable law, which is the ADA, etc. If the order is not implemented consistent with applicable law, the order shall not be implemented. The executive order is null and void, period. And that's under Marbury versus Madison. That's also under color of law. Title 18, Section 242, U.S. Code. You cannot force someone to do something that deprives them of their rights under any circumstances. It's a law. It's a policy. No, it's not a law or a policy. If somebody signed a law tomorrow, some governor signed a law tomorrow that that just said something absolutely absurd and everybody knew that it was wrong, you'd still get a majority of people that did it because they'd say, what's a law? I wrote a five to six page letter with all the laws and everything you needed to know to the place of my employment. And I had one person respond back to a five to six page letter and told me, doesn't matter, the law's on our side. The law's on your side after I just cited literally dozens of pages of federal code, dozens of state laws, human rights law, and basic decent principles of common law. And you're still ignorant enough to say, no, the law's on our side. You don't even know what the law is. And all these people that walk around with big boners thinking that, oh, an executive order is a law. It's not a law. And even if it were a law, it is not in line with federal law, which is the only law, constitutional law. It is the only thing that stands between you and real discrimination. The only thing that stands between you and total and absolute authoritarianism and tyranny. So you can protest and you can, I want gender rights. You want gender rights? How about human rights that protect everybody, no matter who you are, where you like, you know, penis to be stuck, and what what kind of gender you identify with? How about human rights? Because if you don't focus on human rights, you're going to lose all your rights, and that's the bottom line. So it's not really about masks or any of this stuff, and people say, oh, just a mask, don't worry about it. Well, don't worry about it, then you wear it, fine. Some of us know where this goes, and we don't like the end game here. So the FAA says, well, the CDC is telling us, you know, that this is a violation if you don't do it. The FAA, on the other hand, says it's not a violation of federal law. So which is it? We read the executive order. It's implemented only if it's applicable law, like the ADA. If it's not, then it's not applicable. It's not implemented. The executive order is null and void. The FAA says they'll prosecute you under U.S. code. Okay, prosecute me under U.S. code. Which U.S. codes? And they give you the U.S. codes. And all the U.S. codes are basically if you assault, you know, flight attendants. So as long as you're not storming the cockpit and assaulting flight attendants, they literally have nothing to prosecute you on. And if you go through and you read the Americans with Disabilities Act, it'll tell you, it'll literally say in the ADA that under the definitions of disability, Major life activities, disability, the term disability means with respect to an individual, a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activities, etc., etc., etc. Major life activities include breathing. The ADA literally says breathing is a major life activity and you have a disability if someone is trying to prevent you from breathing. It says that in the ADA and I can't take credit for that. Hope pointed that out. 
but I can't take credit for the ADA, it's, uh, the ADA uh, observation of the definition. If you go and read it, it's very vague, and it can cover anybody and everybody. You're also protected by the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and so on and so forth. This is cultural BDSM. What it is, with a new virus test that literally shoves a Q-tip up your rectum to find a sample of COVID-19, although it's incredibly... It's so contagious, they got to shove a Q-tip up your butt two inches and swirl it ten times. That's literally you bending over and taking it up the ass is what it is. And while you take it up the ass, they suffocate you from the front. That's what's happening here. You know that, right? The practice of uh, cultural erotic asphyxiation results in pleasure from hypoxia created by the wearing of one or more masks. Got to wear the masks. Whereas the masochist derives pleasure from personal pain and humiliation, a sadist receives pleasure from inflicting pain and humiliation on others. Masks also have become a symbol not only of compliance, but of general humiliation and league with, you know, those old shame masks they'd make people wear like animals. And they'd prevent you from speaking as well, by the way. Little spikes in your mouth or something to that effect. And they'd be worn by those who violated some social standard that was arbitrary. In our current state, the idea is that humans are dirty and dangerous and therefore they should be sterilized and muzzled. And if you violate the social standard, you're excommunicated. And they'll excommunicate you by violating your social distance, by getting in your face and taking off their mask to yell at you for not wearing your mask. These are the scumbags who are violating the law. These are the scumbags, and I don't care if they're your mom, your sister, your brother. It's t- I'm tired of being nice. I think you should be tired of being nice, too. I think you've had it, and I think a lot of other people have had it, too. And you need to do things in a way that is aligned with reason. Because if you get upset, then you're being hostile, and then people have a justifiable excuse to have an issue with you. If you do things reasonable and calm, and you reinforce what you're saying with documentation and evidence, you let other people hang themselves with their ignorance and with their fear, which is what they really are. They're afraid because they know that they're wrong. They know that they're a pawn and they know that the right is on your side, that the law is on your side and that whatever it is that we call God is on your side. For other people, they just have no idea and that's fine, whatever. But you won't subject me to it and that's the bottom line. And I'm doing this show because I want to convey that information to you so that I can hopefully help you, whether it's the big shows we've done on baby blood sampling at the hospital with the opt-out forms for that, or vaccinations, or mask wearing. That's what we do here at The Secret Teachings. I hope you enjoy this show. Tonight's a little shorter. I've, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I just got back from uh, from Buffalo, and uh, this will be replayed in the second hour. If you're already in the second hour, you can find it in the archives at www thesecretteachings.info don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to all the archive the montages the books everything Uh, bottom line is it supports the secret teachings it helps to keep us on air five nights a week and it supports the fringe fm Uh, we'll talk to you on the next broadcast i hope you have a good weekend email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and we'll get into more of this next week i'll do another big show where we can take some more time and go through the details Uh, but i did just want to make note that uh of what happened tonight and to let you guys know that there is a a tremendous amount of support on your side, whether it's from me, whether it's from the actual law or whether it's from the general energy and spirit 
of human beings. There are people that understand what you're going through and they want to help. Uh, I guess I should probably leave it at that. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. 
any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, email us at rdgable, r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find our full show archive. The archive now powered by Captivate. You can find our top news stories. You can find our montages and more. Remember, it's $40 for a one-year subscription to the archive, the montages, my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books physically autographed, sent out, free shipping in the U.S. That helps to support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it helps to support you as well. So you can continue to help supporting us, and we can continue to help support you. And it's a beautiful symbiotic relationship that we share. And whether you subscribe to the show or you buy a book or you contact us via email and you share your experiences and your ideas with us, it helps to not only support, but it helps to grow the secret teachings and helps us to continue to do what we do five nights a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday here on the Fringe FM as we have Done this radio show for now over a decade, five years, six years professionally. And in the last couple of years, we have really become, I believe, something very special uh, in the context with how, generally speaking, most radio shows have an angle. They have a bias. There's a line that they won't cross. It could be political correctness. It could be religion. It could be something else related to politics along party lines. It could be the subject of extraterrestrials. It could be the subject of the Jewish Holocaust. We don't put arbitrary lines on what we do here on this show. And Tonight, I want to share with you, it's a very special broadcast, Friday night here, the 12th of February, 2021. The show is going to be the two hours, but you're going to hear this first hour twice. And the reason for that is I had had a very special, very, very special show planned with my good friend and co-host Mike D and my good friend and co-host Jack and both of them I had to unfortunately cancel on them. We were going to do a three-hour broadcast, and uh, that's now been reduced to essentially an hour. And I want to get to this content immediately, but I, I, I've had to reduce the show tonight because I took uh, Hope to the airport. Uh, 
Uh, she's been on the show before, if you remember Hope, from some of the food shows we've done. Uh, my partner, Hope, uh, took her to the airport and uh, came back from the airport in Buffalo. So it's about an hour drive from Rochester, New York. And um, she was, you know, I, I, I can't say a lot for, for legal reasons, but she was very fired up as I was. And I had given her the executive order from the White House for mask wearing. I gave her and we had looked at the CDC order that came out a few days ago even though the CDC doesn't have a right to order anything. We looked at the FAA, even the FAA's policy on mask wearing and the airline that she was flying. We looked at their policy and we determined based on the information that you are exempt from wearing a mask, period, on the plane. If you have a medical condition and if the mandate, whether executive, federal, or it's state, or it's a company policy, is in violation of the law. And in fact, most, almost all of the ones I've seen that have been written, especially the major ones like the executive order from the White House, are in violation of the law, and they know they're in violation of the law, so they say this order shall be implemented in accordance with applicable laws. So when you look at all the details of it, you know, a lot of people might say, well, it doesn't really matter. Who really cares? It's just a mask. Wear it. Well, you do remember when they said it was only two weeks, right? Just two weeks quarantine, you'll be fine. I remember reading that on my phone, sitting on my futon when I lived in the city before I moved out because of all the Marxist riots. And now, uh, about a year or something later, I'm living out in the country because it's safer and it's cheaper and I'm sitting here while I literally watch people turn into zombies and what was a two-week quarantine turned into permanent lockdown and the destruction of virtually all small businesses, the, the excessive growth of giant monopolistic uh, companies and corporations, the unprecedented power grab of federal and state uh, governments, particularly state governments and governors, and uh, to the point where we are now at a crossroads between people recognizing overall that they've been duped and deciding whether they want to continue with the duping or if they'd like to resist the duping. And what was two weeks has now turned into you will not only wear a mask, you will wear two masks. The Centers for Disease Control has now told us that you will wear two masks. And they say the science just, it sounds great. It makes it better to wear two masks. They don't tell you that the only reason wearing two masks, the only reason it works is because it's restricting oxygen. So yeah, there's going to be less particulate in the air as a result of that. They refuse or neglect to tell you that Sure, your sneeze can travel 26 feet, but they don't tell you that they don't isolate. They haven't isolated. They never have isolated any virus in your saliva, in your snot. So, yeah, it travels, but that doesn't mean that the virus travels. And so this is where a lot of confusion comes into play, and people say, well, why does it matter? Well, it matters because two weeks turned into a year, and one mask turned into two masks. And at some point, 
you need to be honest with yourself and people need to be honest with themselves. But this has nothing to do with masks and it has nothing to do with social distancing and it has nothing to do with quarantines and lockdowns. It has nothing to do with politics in the sense that you think it might. This has everything to do with the control of the human being. It has everything to do with the eradication of the human element in production and labor. It has everything to do with the destruction of any form of freedom wherever it may exist in any form it may exist. I know it's hard to comprehend that because local police and local small businesses and even big businesses, you know, they're comprised of people that just want to do the right thing and people that want to listen to the authorities because they've got too much to do. They've got too much on their plate with family and friends and being worried about getting sick and maybe they already have health problems and it's just too much to deal with. So, of course, we don't have, we don't have the, the time or the energy to deal with this kind of stuff. So we'll let the experts take, take control for us. And we don't recognize that, uh, well, there are other experts. You know, there are other experts. There are dozens, hundreds, thousands of doctors and scientists and lab technicians and nurses and so many others that, well, they're just as professional as anyone else, but they're not allowed to speak because tech companies censor what they say. You can't even get a second opinion on COVID-19. You, if you got cancer, you get a second opinion on that, you know. If you need surgery, you get a second, a third, hell, get a fourth opinion on it. You got COVID, you're not allowed to have any opinion on it, except the opinion that you're given. And if you have any other opinion, you are associated with terrorism. You are associated with Donald Trump, which is bizarre, as if that is somehow illegal, as if that's somehow Hitler-esque. But yet the same people that associate you with Hitler or Nazis or white supremacists are proud communists or marxists they're proud fascists they just don't call themselves that because they're using certain words and don't understand what words mean and words are very very important you know neuro-linguistic pro- programming is a very very uh, important component to learn about if you are interested in how companies how businesses uh, customer service representatives and others are trained to deal with the public how they're trained to say, oh, I understand, sir. I understand, ma'am. Let's see what we can do about that. We'll, we'll be able to help you out, but they don't actually help you, and they don't actually understand. And maybe they do as a person, but as an agent of that system, they do not understand. They can't understand, but it's not in their programming. And so when you look at why it matters, it matters because everything that we've seen happen, the successive buildup of it, will only continue to build up. And the only people that can deny that are people that deny reality. And the only people that can make that political are those people that make everything political. Those of us who are able to step back and see things for what they really are, i.e., that this has nothing to do with disease, it has nothing to do with keeping you safe or keeping you protected or secure or protecting the elderly or anything like that. What it has to do with is control. It's classic authoritarianism. It's classic tyranny. And the average person marches along because they're afraid of what their friends or their family or anybody else is going to think. That's what the reality of the situation is that we're dealing with. So I took Hope to the airport tonight. And she had all of the paperwork, every single thing she needed. And she got through 
Transportation Security Administration easy enough. And she gets to her gate. And I can't say much more for legal reasons because of the situation. But I can tell you that simply for inquiring and telling the airline that she was exempt from wearing a mask and she provided the information, she was not allowed on the plane. And despite the fact that she inquired as per what the reason was, even after she said, I will wear a mask to board the plane, they told her, no, you're not allowed to fly on the plane. I'm keeping things pretty vague, again, for legal reasons, but I had to go back to the airport and pick her up. Happy to do it, of course, but I go back to the airport to pick her up, and she was so proud of herself, and I was incredibly proud of her, and she shows me some of these these pictures from around the airport, I, I thought it would be, you know, very Orwellian, very, um, very 1984, you know, very uh, dystopian. Uh, and, and, and beyond the dystopian uh, nature of it, there was a sign that she took a picture of. We're here in New York State. And it says, COVID-19 travel advisory. And just listen to this. In response to increased rates of COVID-19 transmission in certain states within the United States, And to protect New York's successful containment of COVID-19, the state has joined with New Jersey and Connecticut in jointly issuing a travel advisory, da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, if you missed it, let me rewind. It says, to protect New York's successful containment of COVID-19. Okay, if it's a successful containment of COVID-19, how is it that COVID-19 is skyrocketing in places like New York and California and states that have well, the strictest regulations in states where the governor is now under potential investigation for murdering, literally murdering the elderly by sending them to uh, care facilities, knowing that they were put in danger. How is it that New York State has a successful campaign to defeat COVID if it has one of the highest COVID rates in the country? How is that possible? How is it possible that states like South Dakota or states like Florida that have virtually no restrictions whatsoever have some of the best employment numbers they've ever seen and people aren't sick. And you would imagine if it was contagious to the degree that the media told you and that Fauci has terrified you into believing that everybody would be dead. Now, see, this isn't about politics. This isn't about even science. It's not about medicine. This is about psychology. These are the people that run the world, psychologists, advertisers, marketers, public relations. That's what runs the world. Those are the people that write those signs. Those are the people that put up the propaganda signs on the interstate. Those are the people that come up with those slogans like, one small task, wear a mask. Those are the people that control your mind. They don't have to do it through wires and microchips and transhumanism. They do it through words. They do it through magic. They do it by casting illusions and spells. They do it through terror, and that's the only power that they have is terror. And they project and mirror back on you what they themselves are guilty of, even if they are just following orders. The simple fact that there can be no discernible proof provided that masks provide confirmed, 100% confirmed protection for you or anybody else is clearly a violation of the Geneva Convention because it is forced medical experimentation on people without their consent. If you cannot prove that a vaccination is safe, this is a violation of the Geneva Convention. Pure, plain, and simple. There's no debate. There's no argument to the contrary. That's just the bottom line. 
And people can tell you like they tell me, you made that up. You fabricated that. You don't know what you're talking about. You're delusional. You're insane. You have no idea. You just don't get it, Ryan. This is the real world. People are dying. People are sick. Well, you know something? If I go to Merck's website, you know Merck, the company that Merck's people, uh, they actually have on their website that they've discontinued the COVID-19 vaccine because it's dangerous. They discontinued it not only because it's dangerous, but because they said it would actually be safer to get sick and recover. You know, because the recovery rate, according to the Centers for Disease Control, is over 99%. And the few people that fall into the small percentage of not recovering, and those people that are dying, are dying of heart disease, which for the first time in U.S. history, according to the data, has plummeted to virtually nothing. And the same for flu. Now, you all know that. Did you know that the 95% effectiveness rate that they're touting for all the vaccines, it's actually based on one study. It's based on the Pfizer-BioNTech study and their phase three trial. Do you know what Pfizer did? Well, hell, they published it on their website. Pfizer said, we only gave the vaccine to eight people and it was successful. They never defined what successful meant. They never defined who the eight people were. They never told you if those eight people survived, if they died, or if they grew tentacles out of their ass. They never explained any of that. They never defined anything. All they said was it was 95% effective. Public relations, PR, psychological manipulation, and terror and trauma. That's all it is. That's the only power these people have. That's the only power they've ever had. And that's the only power they ever will have. Now, The question then is, if that's the case, how come we as individuals can't exercise our power? How come hope tonight could not get on that airplane? How how is it that I've been personally, I've had the police called on me at, at businesses? How is it that you still lose even though you win? And I was talking to Hope on the way back from Buffalo tonight about this. I said, it's not about getting on the plane. It's not about getting to shop at that store. There are a lot of things it's about. One, it's about informing other people. I don't care if the person you're talking to acknowledges to you, hey, this is something that I'm doing to preserve my job. I don't agree with it. That's their own moral issue to deal with. That's their own thing that they can suffer with subconsciously. You know you're doing what's right, especially when your opposition acknowledges you're right, I'm wrong, but I need a paycheck to pay my rent, first of all. Second of all, the battle is not won In every single case, the war is not won, rather, in every single case by winning every single battle. You want to use an American revolutionary example, George Washington lost virtually every battle he fought in. It was only through perseverance and determination and will and a little bit of luck and the help of the French, if we're being honest, that George Washington prevailed. Maybe you don't like, uh, you know, American history. Fine. You don't have to think about American history. Maybe you think it's, you know, whatever. But I want, I want to present something to you tonight that I think is, is interesting. And you might be hearing this replayed from earlier. You might be hearing this for the first time. But the show tonight will only be uh, this, this first hour. We'll talk more about this next week. But, but I want to talk to you about something that I, I consider what I call cultural BDSM. Tonight is the second part of cultural BDSM. I did another show a couple months ago. One of the most successful shows I've done. The subtitle of tonight's show, Erotic Asphyxia, or as uh, Erotic Asphyxiation. What I want to share with you is that in the last year, people have been muzzled, they've been gagged, they've been suffocated, they've been bound, they've been isolated, they've been dominated, and they've been made submissive through torturous means. 
and through threats and intimidation. Mask wearing, lockdowns, quarantine, and terror have been used to create a culture of BDSM. Now, this isn't a shot at the BDSM community or people that like being tied up. It's simply an analogy. New virus testing from China literally, literally includes the insertion of a Q-tip into your rectum. For sample, it literally forces you to bend over and take it up the ass, to bend over and take it from behind while you're being suffocated from the front. It literally forces you to be double-teamed by tyrants and authoritarians who are just doing their best to keep you safe and to make a paycheck. Because they're just following orders, right? They're just following orders. Now, whereas the masochist, or what I call the mask-achist, derives pleasure from personal pain and humiliation, and don't, don't ever doubt that there aren't people that truly derive pleasure from the pain and humiliation that they go through wearing a mask, not being able to breathe, having glasses fogged up, etc., etc., etc. There are people that, oh my God, they love it. They get an erection, they get off on it, they orgasm on it, because they're doing what's best for you. They care about you. They're hurting themselves to because they're concerned with you. You might think I'm being demeaning, but we're at a point now where, we're in, where it's over, the niceties are over, and they should have been over a long, long, long time ago. You, if you know anything about history, you know that this doesn't turn out well. But you also know that the best thing that you can do is beyond living a, a, a good life and disconnecting from the system as much as possible, the best thing you can do is understanding your right as a human to exist and be free and sovereign. And they'll call that terrorism, they'll call that threatening. It's not any of those things. It's a divine, just right from the moment you were born. That's natural, common law. It doesn't have to be given to you by a government, and it sure as hell can't be taken away by a government or from some sniveling weasel at a grocery store or some guy behind a checkout counter somewhere or somebody working for an airline or some security guard who's been hired to coerce you into wearing a mask or threatening to arrest you under some arbitrary or non-existent law for not participating in and their draconian, authoritarian, totalitarian, jackbooted Gestapo tactics. It sure as hell doesn't give them the right or the authority to take that away. The reality is, will they still do it? Yeah, they'll still do it. The reality is there's international law. The hell, there's laws against murder. You can't murder somebody, but people do it every single day. And people get off on hurting themselves. And projecting the virtue that they care about you, that they care about the community, right? They care so much. So whereas some people are masochists, other people are sadists. And I think a lot more people are sadists. They get off knowing that you're hurting. They get off knowing that you are being inconvenienced. They get off knowing that you are suffering. And so masks have essentially become a symbol of compliance. But beyond that, they're a symbol of general humiliation, and they're very similar to what is known as a shame mask. You can look these up. They're like uh, pigs or cows or, you know, different animals. And they would be worn by people who violated social standards, whatever the social standard was. You had bad business practices. You cheated on your husband or wife. You'd wear this shame mask, and it would gag you so you couldn't speak, or it would put little 
sharp things in your mouth so it would puncture the roof of your mouth if you did speak. And it was meant to humiliate you if you violated the social standard. Now, in our current state, the idea is that humans are dirty and dangerous. That humans, therefore, should be sterilized and muzzled. And if you talk about some kind of, you know, globalist, new world order, Chinese invasion of America, or some global government, it's not going to come about the way that you think it is. It comes about through federal mandates that prevent you from entering federal buildings unless you do what they say, where they take control of transportation, where they take control of infrastructure and communications so that you can't do anything unless you abide by what they dictate to you to do. And although the rule of law may still stand to protect you, there are very few people who will stand for the rule of law. This is cultural BDSM, and a lot of people... They get off on it. Make no mistake about that. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this right here on The Fringe. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing, The Secret Teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind. With a one-year subscription to the show, access to all of the montages, all of my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the United States and autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support The Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. 
and you're tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio on the Fringe FM. Now tonight you may be wondering why the show's cut a little bit short. It is still two hours. You're just either catching us the second hour repeat or the first hour. I had to drive to Buffalo, New York twice tonight because my partner Hope was basically removed from a flight. She didn't get on the flight, but she wasn't allowed on the flight because she was unable to wear a mask due to a medical condition. And I can't say anything else for legal reasons, and I don't mean that hyperbolically, but literally for asking and for stating the the fact that she was unable to wear a mask, they uh, refused to serve her and actively discriminated against her, actively violated the Americans with Disabilities Act, the Civil Rights Act, actively violated, at least I would argue, if I were a lawyer, I'd argue that international law was also violated, um, violated the First Amendment, uh, violated uh, even the executive order from the White House, from that old, decrepit, smiling man, crooked man, conjuring man, Joe Biden, uh, who likes, you know, to uh, finger a minor, (laughs) if you saw that magazine. Uh, They violated a number of federal uh, laws, but they... uh, of course, informed uh, her that it, no, no laws were violated. They were protecting the law. And that's what a, a real criminal, a real tyrant will do. But it's hard to say tyrant or criminal or it's hard to use any of these allegations. I can use them as a radio host, but it's hard to use those kinds of you know terms if you're talking in, in, in legal terminology because you know things could be liable, slander, etc. Uh, on radio, I can do it, and you know we can either be uh, very direct and literal. Uh, I I like to define words so we understand where words are come from, what they mean, and, and that's really what's important when it, when it comes to understanding what's really going on. When it comes to understanding why people who don't really want to do what they're doing, they don't want to play pandemic anymore. They look around and they realize people are not dying, period. The Centers for Disease Control shows you. Johns Hopkins University shows you. Nobody else died in 2020. There's no abnormal death. In fact, for elderly people, the number was about the same or less than any year prior. These aren't theories. They're not conspiracies. I don't even know why why that word's used. The conspiracy of people conspiring to do something harmful. How is CDC data a conspiracy? It's a fact. You know, they're publishing the data. Fine. But they'll tell you something different as to what they publish. So I wanted to read through some things this evening so that you can get an idea of the, the, the literal criminality of businesses, of public servants, of federal agencies, of companies that run under federal jurisdiction, and, and just kind of, I want to lay this all out very simply in a very short segment here so that you can share this information. You can contact me and I'll send you the information and you can just have it readily available. I've done a number of shows on masks before. People ask me, what is the big deal? Just wear the mask. Now they're telling you to wear two masks. If you didn't catch that yet, the Centers for Disease Control is asking you to wear two masks now. Two masks. February 11th. February 11th, the CDC has recommended double masking to prevent the spread of COVID-19. 
On the 10th of February, the CDC released research, I'm sure it was very good research, that found wearing cloth face coverings over surgical masks, as well as tying knots on the ear loops and tucking the sides of disposable masks, offers greater protection against COVID-19 than wearing a fabric covering or a poorly fitted medical mask. Well, we have two problems here. One, two weeks, just two weeks, just two weeks, just a 100-day mask, and that's all I'm asking for. 100-day mask is all I'm asking. And that's turned into, let's have permanent lockdown, obliterate all small businesses, and you have to have a vaccination card and a microchip to travel. That'll never happen, Ryan. I was told that six months ago. Lo and behold, now you can't go to some countries without a vaccine card, and soon it'll be a microchip or biometrics. That, that'll never happen, though. Don't worry. That'll never happen. They just write about it and tell you what they're going to do. It's just like the Centers for Disease Control. They tell you, look, on the website, 94% of the people that died didn't die of COVID. They died of other conditions that we've now reclassified. The CDC will tell you that nobody else died this year. Johns Hopkins will tell you nobody else died this year in 2020, into 20, 2019, 2020, than died any other year. But don't worry, it's still a pandemic because people get to play pandemic. They, they, get, to, they get to be you know heroes, they get to wear their masks and their gloves and virtue signal. What they really are, a lot of people, because you know people get off on controlling others. And you, you see those people that get off. I've experienced it you know, a dozen times. They come up to you, they're like, sir, you put a mask on. It's like, first of all, do you work here? Second of all, uh, I don't have to put a mask on. Uh, one, it's a matter of principle. Two, uh, it's illegal to ask me to do that. If you're requesting medical information on why I'm not wearing one, three, get out of my face. You're the one violating the executive order by entering my six feet social distance space. Four, four, you have no clue what you're talking about. And five, you know, one woman admitted to me, she said, I don't care what anybody says. I listen to Fauci. What do you mean you listen to Fauci? The guy that sold the material illegally to the Chinese and, and that was a Newsweek? You listen to that guy? The, 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 the four foot midget hack who was involved in the AIDS epidemic? You listen to that guy? How about you just read what the CDC says? How about you read what the FDA or the USDA or any government agency says? No, we rely on media to tell us. So tonight, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be the media. I'm going to do the job of Brian Steltzer and that piece of shit Don Lemon and all the other hacks and con artists and scammers and former intelligence officials like Anderson Cooper, who worked for the Central Intelligence Agency on record, I'm going to do what all those people who make tens of millions of dollars ripping your mind off every single night. I'm going to do what they won't, what they refuse, or what they neglect to do. I'm going to tell you that there are people that derive pleasure from personal pain and humiliation. They're called masochists. I call them masochists. And you know very well there are people that get pain and pleasure from wearing a mask and from getting a vaccine. They love it. They literally are like orgasming over it. And you know that there are people, maybe more so, maybe more so, that, that they... They, they get pain, the masochists, the, the, the sadists are the ones that get pain from inflicting, uh, pleasure from inflicting pain on themselves. The masochists, they, they get pain from inflicting, or pleasure, excuse me, for inflicting pain on other people. But not only pain, it's not a sexual thing. Masochists get pleasure from humiliating others. You know, humans exist in a very fragile hierarchy. 
And when you're dealing with people, even if they say they're, you know, they agree with you, but sorry, sir, we can't really help you. Sorry, man, we can't really help you. Subconsciously somewhere, that animal brain is operating and they're getting off on it. You can debate me all you want on this, but that's, that's my firm belief. That's why I call it cultural BDSM. You know, people have been gagged and suffocated and bound and isolated and, and, and dominated with mask wearing and lockdowns and quarantines and terror and threats. And they've been raped is what they have. And you continue to be raped. But so let's see what let's see what all the they always tell you the laws. These are what the laws say. And earlier tonight, when uh, Hope was in the airport, you could hear the every ten minutes you could hear the you could hear the Orwellian speaker come on and and you know make sure that you wear the mask. Not wearing a mask, not compliance, in violation of federal law, and you could be subject to civil penalties. Okay, show me the law. Can't show you the law, of course. Okay, what's the civil penalty? Well, they can't show you the civil penalty. Are you, are you asking them to present proof of their authority? They don't have any. They can't provide it. They'll just put a gun to your head and tell you, this is what you're going to do. This is my authority. They'll raise up the jackboot real high and ask you kindly, sir, will you please open your mouth and place it on the curb for me? Thank you. Thank you for complying. Authorities don't like to be questioned. So let's break it down. The Centers for Disease Control says now we're two masks. And then, you know, they'll continue the trivial demands, three masks, four masks. That's already a thing, by the way. I'm going to need the count in here to start counting how many masks people are wearing. One mask, two masks, three masks, four masks, five masks. He's dead. He can't breathe anymore. So much so, you say, well, that's just a myth that you can't breathe in a mask. Really, it's a myth you can't breathe in a mask? Okay, how about this? Business Insider published a story about the Centers for Disease Control. And it says this, February 3rd, 2021. Could have missed it. It's from quite a few days ago. American Airlines and Alaska Airlines issued new policies that allow exemptions for face mask wearing or face uh, facial covering wearing, mask wearing. Well, they issued exemptions. You already were exempt under the law, but they they're gonna they're gonna open their arms up and welcome you back in if you couldn't wear a mask before. There's exemptions, right? So they tell you what. The exemptions, they, they tell you what they are. And they say, you know, you have to do this, get a doctor's note and a negative COVID test, and that's to go maskless. Now, you don't actually have to do any of that stuff legally, but they'll tell you that's what you have to do in order to get on the plane. So, great, fine, okay. Let's say that that's, let's say that that's the case. They also tell you that this policy... And what they're doing with masking uh, on a federal level is only applicable if it is in alignment with federal or state or any applicable law. And according to American and Alaska Airlines, from what I've been reading, if it's in line with OSHA guidelines, you know, like workplace safety, you know, like too much carbon dioxide, you know, being unable to breathe, like the fentanyl-ridden, violent criminal who threatened to kill a pregnant woman through breaking and entering and thievery and burglary and fentanyl usage, George Floyd, who was in the vehicle saying, I can't choke, I can't choke, I can't choke, and nobody was touching him, 
You can watch the video, but who cares what the video shows? Just listen to what Brian Steltzer tells you on CNN because he knows better than you do. You don't have to watch the video. Listen to what CNN tells you when they say it's illegal for you to have Hillary Clinton's emails, but we can have them. Just listen to what they tell you. Don't actually go read what these companies tell you to do, what the government tells you to do, because they're only hoping that you acquiesce to what they tell you to do. They, oh, they don't actually have any real authority. It's the authority that you give them. So let me give you an example of all this. Let me, let me break it down for you here in the bit of time we have in the remainder of tonight's broadcast. This show will rebroadcast later, of course, in this hour and the next hour. And if you're at the end of that last hour, then you find the show later in the archives at thesecretteachings.info. Airlines are asking you to request an exemption if you don't want to or if you can't wear a mask. Some airlines are saying you can request an exemption. Now, the bottom line is you don't have to request an exemption because you can't be forced to wear the mask at all. Can they still deny you service and kick you off the plane or remove you from the plane or prevent you from boarding the plane? Yes, they can. It happened to my partner, Hope, tonight. I had to go back to Buffalo to pick her up because of that. Can they do that? Yeah. Is it legal? No. Can you sue them? Yeah, well, I won't say any more than that. However, you don't have to request anything from them. Because if you request it, you're admitting and acknowledging they have the authority to force you to request it. That they have the authority to force you to do something and to opt you in to something that is a violation of your rights. So, let's say you request an exemption. You're going to request. You acknowledge they have the authority, right? And so, some airlines, they want you, American, United, and others, they want you to provide all this proof, and they want medical documentation and all this stuff. And It doesn't really matter if it's protected by HIPAA. Health information privacy, doesn't. none of that matters. But, before we can acknowledge or talk about or you know, discuss what matters and what doesn't matter... I think we should look at what they're basing their policies on. Let's look at the basis of these policies. The Centers for Disease Control issued what they consider to be a a warning or an order. I have a copy of it because I'm insane and I print things. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Department of Health and Human Services, order under Section 361 of the Public Health Service Act, 42 U.S. Code 264 and 42 Code of Federal Regulations 70.2, 71.31b, and 71.32b. Requirement for persons to wear masks while on conveyances and at transportation hubs. At transportation hubs. While on conveyances. This is what you must do. And they go through the list of things. Now here's what the Centers for Disease Control says. Conveyance operators must use best efforts to ensure that any person on the conveyance wears a mask when boarding, disembarking, and for the duration of travel. Best interests include instructing persons that federal law requires wearing a mask on the conveyance and failure to comply constitutes a violation of federal law. That is from the Centers for Disease Control. That is from where many of people, many of the people that are running these companies and many of the big, uh, big, big companies are getting their information from. They're getting it from the Centers for Disease Control. The Centers for Disease Control says you 
have to do this. Okay, great. That's what the Centers for Disease Control says. We should be able to take them at their word. This is what they tell you to do. You have to believe what they tell you to do because they're the Centers for Disease Control. They know what they're doing. If you flip through the document, it will also tell you on page 4 that the order exempts the following categories, not just children under the age of 2, but a person with a disability who cannot wear a mask or cannot safely wear a mask because of the disability as defined by the Americans with Disabilities Act, Section U.S. Code 242, Section 12101. It also says a person for whom wearing a mask would create a risk to the workplace health, safety, or job duty as determined by the relevant workplace safety guidelines or federal regulations, i.e. OSHA. So they acknowledge in the CDC wearing a mask is a violation if You can't breathe in it. It's a violation of OSHA guidelines and standards. It is a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. If they attempt to force you to do something, that is a violation of you as a protected class of people who has a medical condition, which can range from everything from anxiety to perceived medical conditions. That's a word in the ADA. Now, this is what the CDC says. This is what they tell you. It's pretty surprising when you read the FAA's policy on mask wearing. They say something a little different. They say that the wearing of the face mask is not a violation of federal law. The CDC says it's a violation of federal law, but the FAA says it's not. The CDC says instructing persons that federal law requires wearing a mask on the conveyance and failure to comply constitutes a violation of federal law. The FAA, on the other hand, says it does not constitute a violation of federal law. So which is it? It violates a federal law or it doesn't violate a federal law? Well, let's see if there's a federal law. Can you show me the federal law? Uh, sir, the, the, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, he has signed an executive order. Really, I've got a copy of it. Executive order on promoting COVID-19 safety in domestic and international travel. Shall we skip ahead to the less boring parts? Let's skip ahead to page number 11. If we're following along in our books, page 11 of the executive order says, This order shall be implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of appropriations. In other words, The executive order that the savior of the United States of America and the puppet of Xi Jinping says it's only applicable if it is in line with other applicable laws. It's only enforceable if it is the way that I read it. It's only enforceable. I'll read it. Let me read it again to you. This order shall be implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of appropriations. The order shall be implemented in con- consistent with applicable law. If it's not consistent with applicable law, then it shall not be implemented. In other words, it's just a loophole. They're telling you there's no authority to do this, and since people don't know their rights, they subject themselves to it and they acquiesce and they give in to it. And it becomes... In essence, legal, because you're letting them do it. You're just taking what they're saying, and you're agreeing, and you're saying, sure, I'll do it, doesn't matter. And what happens if you don't? You end up like Hope. They say you can't fly on the plane, despite the fact that she, and I heard the conversation, and don't want to say much more than that, but I heard the conversation, and she was very well-spoken and gave it to them pretty hard, and they 
virtually admitted that they are discriminating against her. They are not going to tell her the reason they're not letting her fly. Were wishy-washy with their explanation. Couldn't really give her a definition or can't talk to the manager and just talk to her until the plane left. And then attempted to order you know, a refund, which means that once they issue it and you accept it, then there's no potentiality for any legal stuff to happen afterwards, right? Okay, so here's the bottom line. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty clear cut. The CDC says it's a violation of federal law if you don't wear the mask. Then they give you various options to opt out of the mask, including, but not limited to, children under the age of two, disabilities under the ADA, and if it violates workplace risks, which is covered by OSHA. They based this executive order or this mandate off of the presidential executive order from the 21st of January, which says the order is implemented consistent with applicable law, which is the ADA, etc. If the order is not implemented consistent with applicable law, the order shall not be implemented. The executive order is null and void, period. And that's under Marbury versus Madison. That's also under color of law. Title 18, Section 242, U.S. Code. You cannot force someone to do something that deprives them of their rights under any circumstances. It's a law. It's a policy. No, it's not a law or a policy. If somebody signed a law tomorrow, some governor signed a law tomorrow that that just said something absolutely absurd and everybody knew that it was wrong you'd still get a majority of people that did it because they'd say, what's well, a law? I wrote a five to six page letter with all the laws and everything you needed to know to the place of my employment. And I had one person respond back to a five to six page letter and told me, doesn't matter, the law's on our side. The law's on your side after I just cited Literally dozens of pages of federal code, dozens of state laws, human rights law, and basic decent principles of common law. And you're still ignorant enough to say, no, the law's on our side. You don't even know what the law is. And all these people that walk around with big boners thinking that, oh, an executive order is a law. It's not a law. And even if it were a law, it is not in line with federal law, which is the only law, constitutional law. It is the only thing that stands between you and real discrimination. The only thing that stands between you and total and absolute authoritarianism and tyranny. So you can protest and you can, I want gender rights. You want gender rights? How about human rights that protect everybody, no matter who you are, where you like you know, penis to be stuck, and what, what kind of gender you identify with? How about human rights? Because if you don't focus on human rights, you're going to lose all your rights, and that's the bottom line. So it's not really about masks or any of this stuff, and people say, oh, just a mask, don't worry about it. Well, don't worry about it, then you wear it, fine. Some of us know where this goes, and we don't like the end game here. So the FAA says, well, the CDC is telling us you know, that this is a violation if you don't do it. The FAA, on the other hand, says it's not a violation of federal law, so which is it? We read the executive order. It's implemented only if it's applicable law, like the ADA. If it's not, then it's not applicable. It's not implemented. The executive order is null and void. The FAA says they'll prosecute you under U.S. code. Okay, prosecute me under U.S. code. Which U.S. codes? And they give you the U.S. codes... And all the U.S. codes are basically if you assault, you know, flight attendants. So as long as you're not storming the cockpit and assaulting flight attendants, they literally have nothing to prosecute you on. 
And if you go through and you read the Americans with Disabilities Act, it'll tell you, it'll literally say in the ADA that under the definitions of disability, major life activities, disability, the term disability means with respect to an individual, a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Major life activities include breathing. The ADA literally says breathing is a major life activity, and you have a disability if someone is trying to prevent you from breathing. It says that in the ADA, and I can't take credit for that. Hope pointed that out, but I can take credit for the ADA. It's uh, the ADA uh, observation of the definition. If you go and read it, it's very vague, and it can cover anybody and everybody. You're also protected by the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and so on and so forth. This is cultural BDSM. What it is, with a new virus test that literally shoves a Q-tip up your rectum to find a sample of COVID-19, although it's incredibly, it's so contagious, they got to shove a Q-tip up your butt two inches and swirl it ten times. That's literally you bending over and taking it up the ass is what it is. And while you take it up the ass, they suffocate you from the front. That's what's happening here. You know that, right? The practice of uh, cultural Erotic asphyxiation results in pleasure from hypoxia created by the wearing of one or more masks. Got to wear the masks. Whereas the masochist derives pleasure from personal pain and humiliation, a sadist receives pleasure from inflicting pain and humiliation on others. Masks also have become a symbol not only of compliance, but of general humiliation in league with, you know, those old shame masks they'd make people wear like animals. And they'd prevent you from speaking as well, by the way. Little spikes in your mouth or something to that effect. And they'd be worn by those who violated some social standard that was arbitrary. In our current state, the idea is that humans are dirty and dangerous and therefore they should be sterilized and muzzled. And if you violate the social standard, you're excommunicated. And they'll excommunicate you by violating your social distance, by getting in your face and taking off their mask to yell at you for not wearing your mask. These are the scumbags who are violating the law. These are the scumbags, and I don't care if they're your mom, your sister, your brother. It's t- I'm tired of being nice. I think you should be tired of being nice, too. I think you've had it, and I think a lot of other people have had it, too. And you need to do things in a way that is aligned with reason. Because if you get upset, then you're being hostile, and then people have a justifiable excuse to have an issue with you. If you do things reasonable and calm, and you reinforce What you're saying with documentation and evidence, you let other people hang themselves with their ignorance and with their fear, which is what they really are. They're afraid because they know that they're wrong. They know that they're a pawn and they know that the right is on your side, that the law is on your side and that whatever it is that we call God is on your side. For other people, they just have no idea and that's fine, whatever, but you won't subject me to it and that's the bottom line. And I'm doing this show because I want to convey that information to you so that I can hopefully help you, whether it's the big shows we've done on baby blood sampling at the hospital with the opt-out forms for that, or vaccinations, or mask wearing. That's what we do here at The Secret Teachings. I hope you enjoy this show. Tonight's a little shorter. I've, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I just got back from uh, from Buffalo, and uh, this will be replayed in the second hour. If you're already in the second hour, you can find it in the archives at www thesecretteachings.info don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to all the archive the montages the books everything 
Uh, bottom line is it supports the secret teachings. It helps to keep us on air five nights a week, and it supports the Fringe FM. Uh, we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. I hope you have a good weekend. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. And we'll get into more of this next week. I'll do another big show where we can take some more time and go through the details. Uh, but I did just want to make note that uh, of what happened tonight and to let you guys know that there is uh, a tremendous amount of support on your side, whether it's from me, whether it's from the actual law, or whether it's from the general energy and spirit of human beings. There are people that understand what you're going through and they want to help. Uh, I guess I should probably leave it at that. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy.